I've always had a sense that life is incredibly short. And so, you know, being being part of something, being out there and being engaged, but it's also, you know, it's it's sometimes good to be really to, to be really simple. I mean, Matisse says this fantastic thing. It's just, you know, don't try and be original. Just be just be simple. And 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 if something is and be good we have to be good technically, but then if something is there, it'll flow through you. That is the lovely voice of actress and director Kate Blanchett. She's going to give us insight on how you need to take risk. How do you pick your next opportunity? And most importantly, how we can build a creative and dynamic life. All this and much, much more on today's Super You Podcast. Let's go, go, go. It's one small step for man. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Let me choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they I are I have hard. a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Thank you for joining us for today's Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Kwama. Most of you know me as Equal Man. Today, we're going to get some incredible insights from Kate Blanchett. She is an Australian actress. Good day, mate. Put another shrimp on the bobby. Sorry about that. Couldn't help myself. But she's also a theater director. She's widely known for her versatility and wide range of performances. She was born May 14th, 1969 in Melbourne, Australia. She's won numerous awards, including two Academy Awards for Best Supporting Actress and Best Actress. And those are for her roles, and you guys might know it, so I'm gonna pause. Come on, see if you can guess what those roles are. But it's for a role in The Aviator, 2004, and also for Blue Jasmine, 2013. She's also been nominated for six, that's right, six additional Academy Awards. It has won three Golden Globe Awards. Some of her other notable films include Elizabeth, The Lord of the Rings, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Ocean's 8. Now some fun facts we've been able to dig up. Blanchett has played Queen Elizabeth twice, once in the 1998 film Elizabeth, and again in 2007 sequel, Elizabeth, The Golden Age. She is the only actor to have won an Oscar. This is interesting. She is the only actor to have won an Oscar for playing another Oscar-winning actor. You know who that was? Pause. She won Best Supporting Actress in 2005 for portraying one of my favorites, Katherine Hepburn in The Aviator. Last but not least, she actually has a fear of flying, ironically enough, and has been known to take long car rides instead of flying to film sets. And she stands at a mighty five feet, eight and a half inches. And a lot of you complain, a lot of our international audience, so that converted five feet, eight and a half inches is roughly 174 centimeters tall. So without further ado, let's get into it, Kate Blanchett. This is all made possible by our great partners at Amazon Prime. If you want something delivered same day, the only way you can do that is Amazon Prime. So go check it out. I know a lot of you are Prime members, but uh, just a reminder, what a great subscription service that is per year to be an Amazon Prime member. And they made this show possible, so a big shout out to them and all of our partners. And so we're going to get into it here with some great advice from Kate Blanchett. Now, you've built a creative and dynamic life, and a lot of us want to do the same. How do we build a creative and dynamic life? 
That's a really great role. That's a really interesting film. I die on page nine, doesn't matter. That's an interesting challenge. I haven't done that before. And I remember a director saying to me a few years back, he said, you've got to stop taking, you know, small roles. And I said, why? I said, that's what interests me. I'm, I'm not interested in building a career as such. Mm. I'm more interested in the, in the experience. And if it means, you know, those offers dry up, I don't know, maybe I'll go and work with Red Cross. I mean, you know, there's many things that you can do with your life. It doesn't necessarily, I think if you're in a creative sphere or if you're hungry for experience, then those experiences don't necessarily happen like um, rungs of a ladder or in a linear way. And, um, and to me, that's, that's, the, that's a dynamic life. Mm. I think all of us deep down want to be original, but it's really difficult. There's so much competition. There's so much out there. How do you break through the noise? How do you truly be original? In originality versus simplification, we talk a lot about simplification in, in my book, The Focus Project, but how do you create something original versus simple? I've always had a sense that life is incredibly short. And so, you know, being, being part of something, being out there and being engaged, but it's also... You know, it's it's sometimes good to be really, to, to be really simple. I mean, Matisse says this fantastic thing: is just you know, don't try and be original. Just be, just be simple. And 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 if something is, and be good, you have to be good technically. But then, if something is there, it'll flow through you. Now, a lot of us, myself included, think that once you're successful, oh, everything will be easy. I'm successful. Once I hit this marker, then everything will just be easier and easier and easier. And in some cases, that's true. As you build a bigger brand. It's simpler to open doors to meet people. But also there's the downside of that success. And so how can success, and this seems kind of counterintuitive, but I've heard you say that how can success negatively affect a career? I don't tend to dwell on success. I think far more about failure. I think it's far more useful. How success is better my work. I think, you know what, one of the biggest changes I think is, um, the way people speak to you about your work, your suddenly your voice is louder, um, and you can often feel like you're in an echo chamber. And sadly, I think often what happens is um, that people can assume that you won't do certain things. Um, and I think you have to become increasingly uh, more robust and brutal with yourself because people are less people around you want you to take risks less or they feel you've arrived somewhere um which i think is just rubbish um and i mean it's it's the enemy of creating anything the notion of arriving all successful people differ but one commonality one thread that we've seen through our years here on the super you podcast is they've all benefited from some failure and you can't really have failure without taking risk. So people aren't necessarily afraid to fail sometimes, but they're afraid to take that first step to take that risk. They're often a risk averse. So can you walk us through lessons through failure and risk? I think the, I think the biggest lessons I've learned are through, through failure. It's like, you know, you, you, you learn, you, you grow new wings, you, 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 you get stronger through it, you, you work out, because often, you know, it's that wabi-sabi thing, you know, that it's the flaw that makes things beautiful. So you, I think you learn to exist with failure. Not that you seek failure out, but it, within, within failure means that you've actually risked something. 
And I think risk is so, so important. Um, and it's, you know, it's continuing to take those risks, I think, that are, that are you know, um, vitally important. You know, circling back a little bit from a question we had prior and unpacking it a little bit more, how does one become, you talk about originality, but how does one kind of become their own genre? When I came out of drama school all those years ago, um, I don't think anyone really knew what to do with me. I didn't fit into a box and, um, and I certainly didn't think I had a film mm. career. That mm. wasn't on my horizon. So I sort of just had to seize any opportunity that came my way or make an opportunity out of something that looked like a piece of trash to somebody else, you know, and, and, um, and sort of become my own, um, I don't know, I'm, my, I just had to, I just had to look around for things. And I, and also I didn't really, I didn't really have any place in particular I wanted to get. I had a vague, you know, someone asked you, they always ask you when you leave high school, what do you want to do with your yeah. life? I went, I want to travel with my work. All right, as preparing for this, writing down notes, it is paradoxic choice that most people, they don't want more choice. They want to be more confident in the choices that they have. And in this world, I, I do believe, I really believe that the afterlife is just you have infinite amount of time. So you can try all the things that you've wanted to try on earth, but you just didn't literally have time. It's not possible to do all the things a lot of us want to do. And with someone so successful as you, you kind of get to pick and choose your projects at this point, your movies, whether it's getting on Broadway, whether you're directing a movie, how do you go about selecting what projects to work on? You know, you can, you know, you can help something get made, something that you um, uh, that that if you're a small part of, then that story can be told. You know, sometimes it's that it, you you can be, if you have a kind of a a platform or um, you know access to something that you can facilitate something. And sometimes it's, you know, it's just because I I, I read something or I have a conversation with something someone, and uh, I want to be part of that ongoing uh, conversation because it's it's the process in the end. Because the process itself, um, it doesn't always have to be enjoyable, but stimulating. And then it has, a, I think the thing has a chance to be something. I mean, sometimes it's just to, to have fun, to be honest. But it's, it's usually just about, I don't know, the decision is already made before I've made it consciously, I think. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, a reaction to something you've done before. You know, you feel like, oh, I've been exercising that muscle and this, this, uh, this arm's beginning to atrophy. As we start to wrap things up here, we like to say on this show when I'm on stage is it be firm in your destination, but flexible in your path. Firm in your destination, but flexible in your path. I like the way you phrase the similar. I think it's, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you say, don't be precious about your plan. So don't be precious about your plans. If you can go into that a little bit. You know, there's so many opinions out there, which can be very valuable. You know, and, and it's democratic in one way, but you've also got to know who to listen to. Mm. And um, you've got to be your own harshest critic and say, that didn't work, I don't, don't do that again. Or that, mm. that worked, so therefore, I, mean, I had the best direction I've ever been given was a Hungarian theater director. We did a production of Uncle Vanya and he said to us on opening night, he said, you know all those moments, all those laughs that you're getting, all those moments that you think, I can't wait for this moment to come up, don't do them tonight. He mm. said, don't do them and see what happens. And it could be awful. 
and we may get the worst reviews we're ever going to get, but don't get addicted to the laughs and don't get addicted to those moments that work. Search again for the moments that you think and, and, and risk being in that really uncomfortable place where you don't know what's going to happen next. Mm. I thought, wow, that's brave. That, my friends, is the wonder from Down Under, Kate Blanchett. And my favorite was, don't be precious about your plans. I love how that's phrased. Don't be precious about your plans. You know, be firm in your destination, flexible in your path. Obviously, we have goals and visions. But kind of sometimes, I always like to say, we're just kind of floating along in that river. If you're on that floaty, you're on your donut-shaped floaty. Hopefully, it's a colorful donut-shaped floaty. But then all of a sudden, at some point, you need to paddle one way or another. You don't want to fight the current, so you're kind of flowing with the current. But all of a sudden, it's like you need to paddle towards that side or paddle towards this side. We know when that is, and so that's when we put in the work. Uh, But also, it's about being kind of flexible. And when you do that, it's not being lazy. It's actually opening up your mind for different possibilities and also reduces the stress, knowing that no one really gets anywhere in today's day and age going from point A to point B, there's going to be those hurdles and obstacles in our way. And those are great because they're going to keep everybody else out. And they're frustrating in the moment. It's not like you embrace, ah, this is like right now, I'm selling a game called Kitty Corn. We had to move it from Amazon for a couple weeks because we didn't print something that's required under some regulations and laws in the United States. And so we are getting that resolved right now through the lab and making sure there's no lead in the cards and just doing a lot of testing Uh, in printing you have to print like who made the actual product on the box so you can see it we did not know that we're the first we're new to this board game world and we love it but that's a hurdle we weren't anticipating but we're like hey this stinks but we'll go through it we'll get it resolved and guess what that means there's probably less competition that's actually very hard to sell a children's game on Amazon and so if you take the opposite side of that, say the more hurdles, the better. It'll keep everybody else out, and we'll actually be able to see this through. Anyways, that's it for today's Super U Podcast. I'm your host, Equal Man, reminding all of us that the only way this show is possible is through the great folks here at Equal Man Studios. And that's Jake Bryn, Maritza Gutierrez, and also Kelsey Gomez. And thanks to our partners, Amazon Prime. Thank you, Amazon Prime, for sponsoring the show. And all you listeners... Obviously, there's no show if we have zero listeners. And so thank you for continuing to tune in. Thanks for continuing to increase our numbers with those downloads. Thanks for all those five-star reviews you send in, even for those two-star reviews because it makes us better. So thanks for sending in any review that you have time to write and post. We really appreciate it. But until next time, this is Equal Man reminding all of us, all of us are superheroes. We just need that courage to wear the cape. And most importantly, it's not what we take from the world. It's what we leave behind. Five, four, three, two, one. Super, 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 you.